0: things go out there today? Good. I thought it went really well. Um, you know, for our mock game situation and getting all our guys out there and um, different situations, especially with special teams and everything, I thought it went really well. We we uh, decided not to go live today. Um, in the past, we've even gone live with the uh, young guys towards the end. And I thought uh, looking at what happened, uh, you know, a few years back in last year, we had a lot of guys get injured, even on our prep squad. and. And those guys are very valuable for us in getting us the right look. So uh, today was a little bit more of a, a thud tempo, and uh, from what I saw, is competitive and really good. So I'm really pleased with what our team did today. How healthy have you been? Have you been able to stay? I know that was an emphasis, obviously, with all this. How healthy have you been able to stay during during fall? Well, I think the emphasis on health has been trying to get them um, trained in the weight room and, and with the conditioning, and but we have to be mindful of our players and how much. Uh, much the physical part we're putting them through you know I have to be mindful of um, the live amount amount of live reps and um, who's getting them and so I think having a deliberate um, effort on our staff being able to just focus on who needs the live reps and who doesn't and being able to just kind of plan that every day has been nice for our guys so we've we've had a, a good amount of live reps with the guys that need it the most and I was just really pleased with it so I, I I uh we'll find out in a week right but I, I think that our guys are ready and uh, we came out of pretty, you know, obviously we've had, I think injuries happen, but uh, for the most part, I thought we did a pretty good job as a staff, preventing as much as we can. How do you think the depth has developed? Because that's always the emphasis here is to make sure you have as many guys ready as you can. Yeah, I mean, I think we have a really young team. So if you look at probably most more than half our team are just young newcomers and freshmen, right? So, um I think being able to just put a lot of reps and seeking a lot of effort into them has been really helpful for us in developing depth, and we have a lot of young guys on this team that have experience, so that's always going to help, and then we focused on the peer-to-peer learning and, and having our guys teach each other, and um, you know, it's kind of like when you're preparing something, a lesson for church, you end up doing learning the most yourself, when you're, whether it's speaking in church or, or, or teaching a class. and. For those of you that don't know, you probably should give it a shot and see what <laughs> see what I'm talking about. But I, I thought that it, it went really well with our players, and I've been really pleased. I just like the, the culture that they're buying into of, of everyone helping each other and teaching each other. This morning we had a really cool thing. You know, we we were lucky to have Patty Edwards come speak to the team, and that was important that we have uh, that we have to play in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. But I thought uh, I'm feeling old because a lot of the guys weren't even born when I was playing, so makes me feel old, but I, I that makes me think that I don't know if they really know Lavelle Edwards and who he is as a person. So throughout camp, we've been really trying to have an emphasis on teaching them more about Lavelle and, and the impact he had on college football, but also the person that he was, the father and husband that he was, and the mentor and coach that he was. So having Patty this uh, this morning speak to the team this was a really special treat for our players, and they, they were just really excited to have her talk, and she did an amazing job. So. That was a big part of it, and I think, uh, you know, we're going to be back in here again and under the lights and, and uh, want our guys to visualize them having success and, and knowing a little bit, now that they know a little bit more about Lavelle, and it can be a little bit more personal for them when they, when they see that name on the stadium and when they play on this field. Why, why is that important for you, for them to understand the legacy of BYU football? League? I play for the man, and I love him. So, um, you know, and, and I think that uh, the more we talk about him and get to... Um, just let them know what kind of person he was, uh, the better that will be. So I, I think that, um, we always talk about history, repeating itself. I think Mark Twain said that history doesn't repeat itself. It just, um, it rhymes. And so hopefully we could rhyme, have it rhyme with what Lavelle did here and being a player that was a, a captain for him on this last year and, and a guy that I, I, I just admired him. He's one of my heroes. And so, um, it's just really nice for our players to get to know him and, and, uh, I think, I think it meant a lot to them. You know, they, you got to remember they're really young. And so it's like us, our generation learning about Vince Lombardi, if you don't know anything but the name, then how, what kind of impact is it going to have on you when you get to play in the stadium that's named after the guy? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's been really, really good. And I think it's been, it's been a real cool connection for our players to be connected to Lavelle. You, you mentioned a bunch of the new guys that are really stepping up and, and kind of taking big steps forward. One of those former new guys that's had a really good camp seems like it's Dax Mill. How's he impressed, mm-hmm. and what's he kind of done to to impress coaches? And in, in you first, know, Dax first real camp. Dax is a um, really shy guy, and um, you know, we put him in positions to speak up a little bit more and, and be in front of the team and, and to, to have an opportunity to lead. And he is an amazing leader. You know, he's always done it by example. But it's just really nice when, when uh, he can talk because he, he's a guy that came in as a freshman. Not only did he come in as a, a preferred walk-on, but he earned a scholarship, you know, and then he, um, so he came in as a true freshman, played, earned a scholarship, and is now he can be a great example and he can give a little bit of experience to the guys that are coming in, others that are in the same, same situation or other walk-ons and, and other guys that are, are looking at cracking the depth chart. So. Uh, he's a great example of what we need, and I've and, uh, just been really amazed with him, and I'm just glad I have him for three more years of play. So he's, he's a great young man, and, and I'm glad that the coaches put him in a position where we can really see his potential and how to allow him to flourish as a leader you touch on this, but what's it like walking wa- the walk watching the walk-on journey? Dax as an example came in as a preferred another scholarship, but watching those guys try and fight for spots and try and earn playing time and then earn scholarships and, and go through that whole process. Well, I think it's important for us to recruit all um, all 120 spots on our team and um, there's we're only allowed eighty five scholarships, you know, so um, I think that if we can recruit the other spots and Show them that they have a role and sometimes define it for them. And then let them know that the potential that they can come with. Uh, we've, we've had a, a lot of guys that we put on scholarship. Um, in the past, we've kind of announced it. I just choose not to because uh, there's a lot of guys. I, I, I would dare people to just look at our team and you tell me who you think is a scholarship guy, who is a walk-on. We treat them all the same. And, and they don't have whether uh, they're a walk-on or a scholarship guy. If they deserve to play, they'll be on the depth chart and they'll play. And so it's been nice having that uh, attitude and the coaches buying into that. So that's, that's the way we function. And if there's a way that we can recruit from within, and we'll give a scholarship uh, to the kid that deserves it. That's with us at that moment. I'm sure you've been asked this before, but I don't know your answer. Are you the kind of coach who believes defense wins championships? I think defense, offense, and special teams wins championships. And a brilliant man told me once you score more points and then you have a good chance of winning. So I like those simple concepts. <laughs> Absolutely. Then can you just comment on your defense as a whole? Yeah, I love the defense. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's weird because I played, I played uh, running back and um, even though I was probably an O-lineman in the backfield, you know, blocked more than I ran, but I, it was okay. I like to say that I played running back, but I... I um, I coached every position on the field except for quarterbacks and uh so i've had a, i've been all over the place and and i've enjoyed my time as a defensive coordinator that's where i really was given the opportunity to, to work with a group and, and work with the defensive unit but i think i still think offensively which i think helps out you know and so um Ituiaki is a running back that played for me when i was coaching at southern utah and he's an offensive minded guy so i think he does that he just thinks the same way and I think it kind of helps out, you know. But uh, defensively, we have to have a, a defense to build off, off of. But um, with what we're trying to do on offense, sometimes you're going to ask the defense to play more reps, and they're willing to do it. So I, I'm, I'm grateful for the for the coaching staff that we have on the defensive side, be willing to just do whatever the offense can to, to score points and put them in bad situations. I think they'll they're, they're kind of they're embracing all of it. How much competitiveness is there at defensive back? A lot, yeah. I mean, I think we have a, uh, a shifting depth chart, and a lot of it has to do with health. But for the most part, if, if guys are are deserving to play, more than they will, you know. But I, I look at our defense and the amount of time that we spent running. You're going to need more than just two corners and two safeties. And um, you know, I, I like to say we wish we could play with the same four DBs the entire game, but uh, the style of football now doesn't allow you to do that very often. So. Uh, We're going to have to get to our, it's not just about 11 starters anymore. We'd like to have 22, 30 on each side if we could, you know, and and then utilize them as much as we can. But uh, I I think what attracts a lot of people to our our defense, especially the defensive backfield, is that we play a lot of young guys and we're not afraid to put them out there, even as true freshmen. Speaking of the depth chart, what position battles are still up in the air, in your opinion? Yeah, yeah. This is like Groundhog's Day. Did I say all of them last time? It was like deja vu, right? <laughs> all of them. Not that. I think I said it was the same attitude. So. No, I don't. Um, I think we'll have a depth chart on Monday. But there, there's going to be a few oars there. And it all depends on, on uh, what we're trying to get done. Right? So, um, yeah. I, I, I can't really choose the ones. I think we have quite a few we have about eight guys that can play online at different spots so uh, we'll see what, what it comes down with I think guys, guys know kind of have an idea who's going to be the, the starters and, and who's going to get some playing time